Welcome to Grand Goals Eternal Family's podcast. Grand Goals Eternal Family is a ministry with the purpose of bringing God's love to the 99 and the 1. We are committed to fulfilling the Great Commission and Commandment. We do this by sharing with you fundamental revelational truths and knowledge from God's Word to encourage you, inspire you, and equip you in your daily walk with God and in His purpose for your life. Our discussions here will range from the gospel, Bible study, biblical truth, encouragement to real daily life martyrs. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at GrandGoldsEternalFamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. family today we will be looking at the book of first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 we will be answering the question what is god's will for my life first thessalonians 5 16 to 18 paul says rejoice always pray constantly give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus you know, I read that and I go, seriously? That's it? Like, that's it? You know, many times we ask the question, um, God, what is your will for my life? What am I supposed to do with my life? What do you want me to study in school? Do you want me to go into ministry, like full-time ministry? Um... Do you want me to be a preacher, a teacher? What do you want me to do with these gifts you've given me? Who should I marry? What career should I go into? Should I buy this house? Should I travel? Should I move to this country? Should I move to this state? You know, so many questions, so many question marks that we have. What part should I take, God? What is your will for my life? What is your purpose for my life? What do you want me to do, God? And we come to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, and Paul just reduces it to three things. It's like rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in everything. Like, that's it? Like, that's it? Like, that does not really answer all my questions, Paul. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, I mean, I know you were writing to the church in Thessalonica, um, Thessalonica, but I feel like we can also apply this to our lives. We can key into this. And I just want us to break it down, you know, rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks and everything. Rejoice always. <laughs> You say God wants you to rejoice. He wants you to be joyful. Um, joy is so much different from happiness. That's why we can always rejoice, always. Because our joy is not dependent on situations. It's not dependent on whether we have abundance or we do not have it all. It doesn't depend on whether we got the job or we did not get a job. It's not dependent on anything but on God's love, on God's grace, on who God is, on who you know you are in Him. The fact that you're alive and breathing, you always, joy always finds a reason to rejoice. 
Okay, and I think about the fact that one thing we can always rejoice about is the gospel. The gospel brings joy. It brings so much joy. I remember the um, the passage in the book of Acts when Philip preached to the Ethiopian man on his way back to his country, and the Bible passage says. Um, that this man went on his way after Philip baptized him and um, and he gave his life to Christ and he got saved. He went on his way rejoicing. The gospel is something to rejoice on. The message of the gospel should always bring joy to the Christian, to the believer. And this is why we should know what the message of the gospel is. You should know it so you can rejoice in it. It's your hope. It's your faith. It's your anchor. It's what you. It's it's love. It's redemption. It's salvation. When you're feeling down, remembering the message of the gospel alone should lift your souls up and make you to give thanks to God and to know that yes, I am saved. I have all that I could have need. There's a surpassing word of knowing Christ is so much fulfilling and I'm so happy and joyful. So the message of the gospel is that Jesus came to die for our sins. Okay, you and I, we were doomed for hell. We were sinners. So, so deep in sin. All of us, none was clean. None of us were good. None of us was, you know, righteous in God's sight. The Bible said that all had sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We were condemned already, already. But God in his infinite mercy and love before you and I were even born had already set in place and predestined us for redemption. He has planned everything, even the laws and the Old Testament, the prophecies. They spoke about the gospel way before it even, you know, was manifested before Jesus died on the cross for us. So it died that for us okay because that is the penalty of sin so he became sin for us and he died in our place he took that penalty of sin and he didn't just die and you know take our punishment he wrote he was buried you know it was buried for three days went to hell on IBF and it came back he resurrected so it's not just enough that he died and was buried he resurrected that shows that we also have a claim to resurrection we have a claim to a new life in Christ Jesus that when we die in this physical body we will one day rise again in new spiritual body to die no more you and I were immortals, all right? So that is the message of the gospel. God loves you. You have been reconciled to him. You have been redeemed, forgiven, loved eternally. So you are is. And that alone, my brothers and sisters, is enough reason for us to always, always rejoice. Even when everything around us seems to be crumbling. You and I are... <laughs> We are amazing, all right? We have, we belong to the most perfect, amazing, the, the only relevant family in the world. Like, the only family that's going to stay after every other family's passed away. That is enough reason 
for you to rejoice knowing that life here on earth is not the end of it even if you're suffering right now knowing that hey i have a claim to eternal joy eternal peace and that is just enough for us to rejoice paul says that we should know i should be certain that our present suffering does not compare to the eternal glory that awaits us all right and if god has called you it justifies you and the person that it justifies it glorifies all right so you do not have any reason to feel like oh my gosh um is this how it's gonna always be so even if your situations is not perfect right now i need you to know that god that you are amazing if you're a believer you have the greatest reason to always be joyful and some people might look at you and be like oh my gosh why is he always so lively and it's like because I got joy in me. I have the greatest message ever, the delight. I have light, I have hope, I have faith. Okay, so we need to rejoice always, always. And the next one Paul says was pray constantly. So, praying constantly itself might sound really unfeasible. Like, it's not feasible, it can't happen. Like, we, many of us are, like, super busy. We go to work from morning to night, and we have to do all the work in the next day. We are, be- like, many of us probably stay at our moms, have children to take care of, have businesses to run. So it's like, how do I pray constantly? But the thing is, say pray, you don't have to be in a sacred place, in a closet, or have your war room to pray. You're basically just talking to God. Have a presence of, you know conscious of his presence in you and with you that is you talking and praying to God communicating with God fellowshipping with God you can pray constantly even at work before you do anything before you make any decision that is you praying to and with God and you see prayer when we pray God can direct us so when we have so many questions such as, God, should I go to school here? Should I do this? Should I move to this country? You know, all these question marks, questions that we have. Should I start full-time ministry? All these things. This all, this all gets answered when we pray. You know, God can give us answers to these prayers. Instead of us just asking questions, how about we pray? I, instead of us just venting and complaining, oh, I don't know what to do, and just worrying and fretting, have you taken it? to God in prayer so when we pray about these things and we listen it's not just about you talking and blabbing and yapping all 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 and on and on you also have to be still be quiet and listen let God answer you and give you words and confirmations all right so prayer is important you cannot be a Christian and not pray like it doesn't even work together like mm-mm, like mm-mm, no it can't because God is your father. He needs to lead you. And how is he going to do that if you don't talk to him? Unless you want to keep getting instruction from people for the rest of your life. And how do you trust people's instructions? No, you have access to God yourself. We can boldly go to the grace, to the throne of grace, all right? You can boldly go to God yourself and get your instructions straight from him. 
all right and another thing that paul said was give thanks in everything everything i always say that there's always a reason to be thankful always 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 a reason to be thankful i try to see everything in a positive light I try to see everything like it could have gone worse. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. And thank you, God, for leaving a, an opportunity for me to be thankful. Even, you know, if you just look past what is going on right now, if you look deep enough, if you think deep enough, you will always find a reason to be thankful. Thankful for food. Even if you don't have an abundance, but you're eating something right now, even if you might have taken cost you a lot to get what you're eating the point is you're hitting there's somebody that's not even hitting at all you have a roof over your head thank god for it your house might not be the finest might not be the prettiest in terms of interior decoration and all that but you've got a house you've got a place to lay your head at night be thankful people are worse off all right you are life be thankful you have a job be thankful you might not like the job but you've got a job be thankful like we have so many things to be thankful for you know if we just pause because i feel like many of us you know like the israelites when god saved them from egypt and they were in the wilderness they complained so much complained about everything they wanted to go back to their past life they were not grateful at all you know god will rain that man from that street from heaven they didn't like it like it would you know get water from them from mount um, from you know mountains and all that they didn't like it like they were complaining oh we want to go back to egypt we at least we admit to here this one that one and it was really frustrating because when we're home thankful that is just so annoying have you ever ever done something for someone and they were unthankful how does that make you feel i don't know about you but it's like it aches me a lot so i can always imagine if i feel so bad and you know and angry when someone is not thankful for anything that i do for them no matter how small because i can imagine how god feels see anything is my mom always say that when um when someone does something for you and you thank them it makes them want to do something for you again but if you're also unthankful it's like i don't want to do anything for you because you're so ungrateful all right so you should always find a reason to be thankful always always and there are a lot of reasons if it's just the fact that you are alive that's enough all right and this is just amazing this is amazing and this is god's will for us rejoice always pray constantly be thankful these three things are so simple but they are so deep at the same time that if we do them we'll be more at peace or you know we probably will still have some questions but we will be so you know we'll be so peaceful and joyful and relaxed knowing that we have a good father and that even though i might not know all things it will not let me go astray that's why you can always trust the good shepherd you are a ship and if you see that you're going a part that he does not want you to go he's always gonna redirect you that's how i what i tell myself sometimes you know when i want to do something 
and maybe I'm praying about it and you know and finally I'm like okay I'm not sure God but I just want you to know that if I'm not going down the right path redirect me some way and it always does all right it's it's somehow some way it's gonna make you know that okay that's not what I want for you go this way go that way it's not just gonna watch you go down the wrong path it's not a wicked father it doesn't hate you it loves you so much and if you're not going down the right path it's gonna turn you around in one way or another so you can just trust I feel like sometimes we worry we want to know the answer to every single question we want to know the big picture we want to see everything but it's like that's not possible and that's not walking in faith that's not living in faith if we know the answer to whole question why should we hope why should we have faith no this is where trust comes in. This is where faith in God comes in. This is where hope comes in. That God, I don't know all the answers, but I trust you. But I know you because your word says that you have good plans for me. And everything is working for my good. And you, I know you're good. I know you love me. I know you are love itself. So I know that you're going to order my step. And I'm going to trust in you. And you're going to help me. We're going to do this together. So I just want you to relax, all right? I know you and I probably have tons of questions in our minds that we've been asking God over and over and over again. But we can relax knowing that he loves us. He's with us. He's for us. He will never do anything to hurt or harm us. Even when it might look like he, like, okay, God, what are you doing? Like, this doesn't look good. You can trust that everything is working out for your good. All right? You can trust them. You can absolutely, absolutely trust your father. All right? So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope you remain blessed and remain know that you are eternally loved by God. I love you so much. Bye-bye.